Leadership can be difficult, especially in times of crisis like we're experiencing now in our world with COVID-19. Even more so, keeping a mindset of success can be difficult as well. That's why I'm sharing with you an interview I did via Facebook Live for the podcast with Angus Nelson, who is a leadership and mindset coach. Angus is going to give us some great tips and strategies on how do we lead in times of crisis? How do we maintain a mindset of success even in the midst of all that is going on? I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope that you have caught on to my trend as I am working smarter and not harder with sharing with you the live episodes of the podcast via Facebook Live. Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts and any suggestions that you would have and how to make these episodes better. But I think that we're going to be doing this more often where I am doing the podcast episodes live and then sharing them here on the podcast audio platform. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another live and another podcast episode where we are doing some great interviews this week. I'm so excited that you are joining me today, and I look forward to sharing with you as we uh, start to really do more opportunities where we are interviewing influencers and individuals whom I believe can bring you great value. So as you come into the space, let us know where you're tuning in from. And those of you who are listening to us via the podcast, thank you for being a part of the podcast and thank you for joining us today. As you know, I've been doing these interviews over the past a few days and today is no exception where we will have someone who has great value to bring and someone who's an expert in the field of leadership. And so I'm going to go to my notes real quick and share a brief bio with you and then we're going to jump right into this interview and share with you today. My guest today is Angus Nelson. Angus is an executive life strategy coach for men, helping high-performing leaders take their next big step in just 90 days. He co-hosts the podcast Studio CMO and is the host of Up In Your Business. I like that title, Up In Your Business. Angus has spoken for brands like Walmart, Whole Foods, BMW, Coke, and Adobe. He's an avid coffee drinker and aficionado of all things human behavior in identical twins and nachos. And so I'm looking forward to doing this great interview. So once again, come into the space. Let us know who you are and where you're tuning in from. And as we get towards the end of this interview, we'll answer questions and we'll acknowledge your presence for being a part of this particular episode. So thank you for joining me today. And what's going on, Angus? Great to be here, Marquis. Awesome. I love how awesome. you got all 
all tongue-tied there about my yeah. affectionatoism. Affectionato. That's what I was like. I can't see that small print. Affectionato. <laughs> Love it. And uh, with this little uh, quarantine we're on, I've been eating lots of nachos. So I I love nachos in many styles, shapes, and forms. Good stuff. Well, Angus, I gave a brief bio of you, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you show up in the world, and you know, give us some insight about who Angus Nelson really is in real life. Sure. So let me back up and tell you kind of how it all started. First, I was born at a very young age, but um, and then uh, later on in life, I started my first business when I was in my late twenties. And into uh, that company, I wrapped my identity. And as the company was moving forward, I made some bad decisions in my immaturity and got ourselves into deep debt. So I did what most of us do when things get hard is I worked harder. This is in 2001 during the 9-11 had just unfolded. This organization was a nonprofit. So giving was drying up and the decisions I was making put us in this hard place. So as I was working harder, it went 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks. And I was trying to prove to so many people, to my family, to the community that we were going to turn this ship around to my board. But ultimately inside what was happening was I was starting to cope with the pain and started with alcohol and then it went to porn and then it went into sleeping around. I was at the time. So in very short order, I ended up in divorce. I lost the company and I lost my self-worth. I spent the next three years trying to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And so I know what it's like to be in pain. I know what it's like to be in hurt. Flash forward several years later, after much counseling, lots of study, I started to uh, work in corporate America. And here I was working with people who have gone to the top schools, making some of the best money at some of the companies you would give your left arm for. And yet they're miserable. Hmm. And so put these two and two together, I could kind of relate to some of their pain and some of their anxiety. And so some of my calls would end up into me coaching and cheerleading them along the process. And here we were supposed to be talking about digital transformation. We're supposed to be talking about innovation. Instead, we're talking about dealing with their own personal issues. And I realized uh, after a while, like, this is a thing. Like, you can actually help people as a coach in the space. And so I started coaching and I exclusively focused on men because I'm a little straightforward and in your face. Um, and so working with men was really easy for me because sometimes dudes, we need to just get past our BS and we need to get the story that's in our head out into the world to understand that that story is most likely a lie. And so wow. that's what my endeavor is to help men, mm -hmm. men who are educated, successful, have always been high performing some way, somehow they've gotten stuck. I help them navigate what that next step is, both through their mind to unleash and unlock, and then giving them a plan, helping them take the steps that are necessary for them to take action. And that's How's good. that for I'm good, so, That's great. I'm so glad you shared that, you know, because you have a particular audience that you serve, but that doesn't mean that the principles uh, that you teach and that you speak on are not necessarily universal principles. And so I'm so glad that you shared that you particularly work with men as it pertains to leadership and, and mindset. And so as we are experiencing this time of COVID-19 and, and having to stay at home and social distancing, I thought it would be great to kind of have a conversation with you as it pertains to, you know, how do we lead in times of crisis? And then how do we also mm -hmm. maintain a mindset 
of success because it's so important yeah. that we we keep our mindset positive. It's so important that we keep our mindset focused on uh, the end result and the and the ultimate outcome that we want to have. And I thought it would just be great to talk about this topic. So Angus, can we just hop in real quick and let's share a little mm-hmm. bit. What is leadership to you? What is leadership to you? Yeah. So, you know, an interesting thing, you know what leaders are? Leaders are people who have followers. Like there's a lot of people who think they're in leadership, but there's conflict below. That's not leadership. That might be a monarchy. That might be a dictatorship. You can give it another name, but it's not necessarily leadership. To me, leadership is someone who can point a vision, make it clear, and gather people's energy and collaboration and work towards accomplishing that said goal, that 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 vision, right? And so what happens many times, um, particularly right now, if we were going to get super specific, there's so much fear and so much unknown, so much ambiguity about what's unfolding. And in that uncertainty, many times what happens is those who are in leadership lose their ability to lead because of the emotional factor, right? And second of all, sometimes we forget what was past, what is in history, that history tends to repeat itself. And let me unpack what I mean by that. We look at this potential for recession. Now, number one, from a pandemic element, like there have been many, many pandemics through the course of history, some that have taken out millions of people through the Black Plague and you know yellow fever and scarlet fever, like all, all sorts of different uh, components of that. So that part's not new. What is new is that in a modern day era, we haven't observed that. So that part's kind of new. But the recession that this looks like it's going to institute that is not unusual. In fact, here in the United States, we've had 47 recessions in the history of our country. Wow. 47. And interesting enough, on a global scale, this is our fifth. So we've had four since World War II. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that we have to understand and recognize right out the gate, if you are in leadership, is that what we're experiencing has twofold. One, everything's changing. It's that significant. And number two, everything we know right now is temporary. Mm. And to me, that is nothing more than the best of opportunity in all the world. In light of the fear, in light of the pain, in light of all the stuff that we're trying to figure out, and yes, there's loss, and I don't want to negate, and I don't want to ignore. So let me just put that on the table, like there's great empathy and compassion for all of that. I also want to look at what is the opportunity. And in that opportunity says, most of the great companies that we know were a product of recession. That while everyone was fearing and running, you know, for shelter or was running to hide, those that got really intentional and those that got really assertive took the lead, grabbed market share and exploded when the economy kicked back into gear. And so all the projections right now from a fiscal standpoint, some are unknown, but the the speed at which this thing can turn around potentially could be pretty vast. And so the companies that can assert, uh, assert, assert, <laughs> assert themselves have greatest potential for doing something significant. And number two is the greatest time for pivot. Mm. There are elements to your company that you have neglected or ignored or thought you were going to get to later on down the line. Maybe it was systems and processes. 
Maybe it's the way you dealt with clients and customers. Maybe it was some of the, the sales uh, processes or maybe it was the marketing messaging. Like all of these pieces of thought leadership, like the list goes on and on. Perhaps there's some elements that in this season you could be refining or redesigning that are going to set you up for success on the back end of this. And I've talked for a lot, so I'll pause. That was a lot of answer for that one question about leadership. Well, no, I think that's real good. You know, one of the things that you said towards the end there, I've been talking about the past week or so, that this is a great time for pivoting. So I hope those of you who are watching this live episode of Maximize Your Brand Podcast are taking notes. Type your notes uh, in the comments as well and prepare your questions because, you know, this is going to be a great opportunity for you to kind of get engaged in the conversation. But when we talk about the whole idea of pivoting, those who are going to win in this experience, those companies and those cultures that are going to really successfully uh, move forward in this uh, experience are those who have the ability to transition and to pivot. And I've been talking about pivot quite some time because as a former high school basketball player, you know, we learned the whole idea of pivoting. We learned the whole idea of that when, when you are uh, overly guarded or when you seem to be uh, challenged to get to the goal, sometimes you have to stop and pivot and go in a different direction. It doesn't mean that you completely uh, eliminate that in what you were doing, but you may need to do it a different way or you may need to do it uh, in a more innovative way than you were doing it before. But sometimes it just requires pivoting and good leadership understands how to pivot and then understands that pivoting is not necessarily losing or uh, not giving up, but pivoting is really uh, taking the opportunity to grow through an experience to create a new way. Yeah, I love it. And you know, what's interesting in terms of the leadership conversation is that those who have bottlenecked their own companies, and this is what I observe in a lot of my coaching practice is these high successful, high performing, you know, individuals oftentimes build the company around themselves. Wow. And they become the decision makers amongst much of their company. And so when I can talk to them and, and they have to confront the issue, they're like, hey, you know what? I don't have enough leaders in my company. They're all a bunch of followers. I don't know what to do. And I would challenge them and say, is that actually true? Perhaps you have put yourself at the center. And the only reason why you aren't observing more leaders in your company is you've not given them opportunity to lead. Many times we don't know how to delegate, we don't know how to collaborate, and we don't, need to, we don't know how to trust the expertise that's already around us. Mm-hmm. And we don't yield to the opportunity to have great ideas arise from within our company who are the people who are boots on the ground, talking with the customer, and discovering new opportunities and business uh, uh, potential. And if we can that's learn good. to, like, you know, you know what I'm saying, is like back up and circle the wagons and say, hey, Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a predicament. The world is in a predicament. What do you think are some of our ways out? And watch and see the magic. Like if you have created a culture where this is not normal, they're going to first of all think you're off your rocker and maybe you've had a couple of drinks. But the second piece of it is once they see that you're for reals, like real conversation can arise. And some of the best and greatest opportunities are probably already in the knowledge base of your company, Hmm. but you're not tapped into it. 
And so if you're listening to the customer and they're sharing their pains and they're sharing their frustrations and you're someone in customer service, you're someone in, in, in trouble support, um, like you're already seeing these tickets come across your desk of people challenged with something about your product, perhaps that's an opportunity. To your sales team that's out talking with the customers and the clients and they're hearing their feedback, they're hearing their objections, they're hearing all these different components, perhaps they come back and say, you know what I was thinking, what if? Like the opportunities for your company, my assumption is that you've hired some good people. That's Mm -hmm. probably why you brought them on the team. However, my other assumption is you may not be allowing them to operate in their zone of genius. This might be the pivot for you is to let go of the reins and let go of control and instead institute around your company this knowledge base and this invitation for all of us together to collaborate and go up to another level. And instead of trying to call people out, now it's the opportunity for you to call them up. Wow. Wow. That's really good. I like I like what you just said that especially the piece where, and I'm typing them in the comments. If you see me looking down, I'm typing the notes in my phone. And what I just typed in the phone was that, do you trust the experts around you? Do you Mm. trust the individuals whom you hired possibly as virtual assistants, possibly as staff, as managers in your company, as salespeople in your company? Do you trust the expertise? Are you going to be the bottleneck in your business? Are you going to be the bottleneck in your department? Are you going to be the bottleneck, you know, in your division? Because it's not just about entrepreneurship or small business owners. You know, this also is con- uh, also includes being an employee or working in a Fortune 500. Do, can you lead in a way that you don't get in your own way? Can you lead in a way that you uh, motivate and delegate in a way that allows people to be experts in their particular area and you not be intimidated by it. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Yeah. Oh, and if, you know, and here's, here's part of that ego play also. When you try and lead and you're in the office and you're in physical presence, it's one thing. And you brought up something like what happens when now you're working remote? Hmm. Like what does that leadership look like? A, you have to be far more intentional. You need to set up more meetings. And you need to actually care about what's going on in these people's lives, which requires you to be connected to self-awareness and emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And if you get those four pieces, like you can be far more successful because now you're setting up more time to get onto a call like Zoom, who's getting a lot of attention right now. Or, you know, if you're in Slack, you can jump into the Slack video, you can jump on Skype and all these others, you know, even for that matter, you can even get Facebook Messenger, you can have conversations on that. Whatever the tool that you're using, you're engaging and asking them about their life because they're at home. They may be with their spouse that they're not normally with. That's a whole nother topic for another show. Because if they're not used to spending that much time together, that can create friction. That can create opportunity. Or with your kids. What if you're having to teach your kids and homeschool your kids in some form, which we actually homeschool for us. This is not a problem at all because in my family, this is the way we always live. But for other families, like this is a major, major issue because you're trying to navigate home, work, and teaching at the same time. 
-hmm. If you're a leader who is understanding that and making room, I talked with one leader um, just this last week and they just instituted a 30 hour work week. Wow. Because they said you need time to take care of far other, far more important things right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So go do that. Dealing with their emotional quotient, dealing with their family quotient, and dealing with just their own sanity. I think that's extraordinary leadership. Now, not all companies are positioned to be able to do that. But man, what a way for your culture <clears throat> to go up a whole nother level mm -hmm. because they see that leadership cares and that leadership is providing an environment for them to grow and to be successful in light of all of this other unknown. This is real good, real good conversation that, that applies to the gamut of the marketplace, whether you, once again, are someone who is working uh, in a Fortune 500 or in a corporation or a nonprofit or someone who is running a, a small business or you are a entrepreneur who uh, does freelancing and you, you work with other people. These things that we're talking about all apply across the board. And so today, what we're talking about is how do you lead in a time of crisis, which is the first part. And the second part, we're going to be dealing with how do you can maintain a mindset of success. So, Angus, what I'd like for you to do is, you know, what are some key tips or principles that you would give us in this time of crisis that a leader should consider and in leading their department, leading their division, leading their company, mm -hmm. leading their business? What are some things that that leader should be thinking about? You know, maybe the top three to five things that they should be thinking about as it pertains to leading through this moment of sure. crisis. I'm, I'm going to give you seven. Okay. All right. This is the bonus round. <clears throat> so I call this the manhood matrix, as we stated before. Like I work with men, right? So if you are not a man, it's totally cool because the principles cross over round or all the way across. But womanhood is two more words that I'd have to come up with. And seven was enough. I don't need nine, but all of it applies to womanhood as well. This is how this breaks down. Number one is mindset. The acronym is manhood. So mindset is critical. In your mindset, you have to understand that how I see the world is a product of several different things. One is my past and the experiences that I've had. It's the stories I've heard. It's the things that have been spoken around me, either good or bad. And I've established some kind of a judgment on what that means into my life. And furthermore, whatever I'm listening to is also instituting the way I'm processing the world. So if I'm listening to a bunch of critical stuff, if I'm listening to a bunch of, um, you know, gosh, in this day and age, a lot of political stuff and, and talk radio and uh, the news as a whole, like all of that negativity is playing into the static of your mind. Here's the truth. What you hear about, you think about. What you think about, you talk about. And what you talk about, you will ultimately bring about. So whatever you're allowing to come in you are then creating a belief system and out of that belief creates your behavior. So the opportunity for you in this season is to only allow as a gatekeeper the positive and powerful things to go into your head. Is that podcasts? Are those books? Are those videos? Are those trainings? This is your opportunity not to waste and rot yourself in front of streaming video. 
like so many people are talking about. Instead, this is your opportunity to optimize your mentality because the world needs you right now. Your team needs you. That's mindset. The second thing is attitude. Your attitude is saying, you know what? The world is happening to me right now. Oh my gosh, all these things are happening. I have no choice in the matter. Um, the, the government is saying I'm locked down. The, uh, the virus is saying I'm going to get sick. Like we're looking at all these things and we can play this victim mentality that says the world is happening to me. And I would argue that says, no, there are elements of wisdom. There are elements of, of a decision that's best for all of us that yes, we're allowing this opportunity to be better for our better, you know, for the, the, the people around us. However, what if life is actually happening for you? Hmm. And this becomes your invitation to address some of those things we talked about earlier, to change, transform, and, and pivot the world. And now my attitude is not from a place of lack and a place of less than, but rather from a place of abundance and a place of generosity. And now I come from a place of power. That's the attitude you need to take. And then the third piece here is your nature. And we think so many times that our identity is placed upon what we do. And I would say that's not what it's all about. You are not what you do. You are what you are. So in other words, who do I need to be in order to do the things I need to do? So in this season, the challenge for you is to become the man or woman, the leader you need to be in order to get your team to where they need to go. This is your opportunity for transformation, to understand your identity on a higher echelon than you've ever experienced before. Your team, your business, your future is dependent on the decisions you are making right now. And if you make them right, you make them accurate, you make them positively, awesome things can happen, which gets you to the fourth piece here, which is humility, where you see that the world is bigger than you. This is not about you. This is not about your ego. This is not about your position and your power. This is about you serving the world around you, your teams and those individuals to make the best decisions to protect them. And your gifts, your talents and skills are a place of you to give an offer to the world, in which case you will then observe the world around you, which is that place of self-awareness, that place of emotional intelligence. And almost in third person, you're, you're watching yourself in a conversation and words are coming out your mouth. And you're like, those words are not what I want to say right now. They're coming from a bad place. And it's like, you can't like slow down to pull them back into your mouth. So you just stop regardless of the embarrassment. He's like, you know what, what I just said, I was saying from a place of fear. I was saying that from a place of anger. Could you, would you forgive me? This is, uh, let me rephrase that and say it the way I want to say it. That's this place of observation, which then takes you to a place where you see opportunity, where those gifts, those talents and skills, where your business, your teams, the world around you creates this place where opportunity can abound. And because it's no longer about you, and because you're serving the world out of abundance and your mindset is from a place of positivity, the energy that you're giving to the world is helping your eyes open to see something new that you never saw before. It's like we're all looking at the same mountain from a different view and you finally have the humility to take a step to the left or to the right to see a different perspective. Wow. In which case you will finally dare. You will dare to do the thing you were born to do. And I would dare say this, you are not ordinary. You were born in this season 
in this day and age, knowing that this kind of crisis was to come, and therefore you were born to do what you need to do in this season. And if you will take that mindset and you will take that attitude, you will apply it to your nature and understand your identity here is to perform on your highest level to the place that you see that the humility is to serve your brother and your sister to take them up to this place where we are observing how we can do bigger and better things to now see opportunity for us to play now we can finally dare to do the thing we were born to do that's good i believe that was number four and so what we're going to do real quick before we go into five six and seven what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. I'm, also, I'm often asked about the types of equipment that I use and the different types of tools that I use in my business. And so I want to share one with you today, and it's called ClickFunnels. And ClickFunnels has been a tremendous piece of my business. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. One of the biggest needle moves in my business have been the implementation of funnels. Funnels have allowed me to do so much, like deliver free resources to my audience, helping me to build quality leads. They have also helped me to streamline my sales and online payments with their easy-to-use sales pages and payment gateways. I could have not done any of it without the right software to help called ClickFunnels. With ClickFunnels, you can build landing pages and sales funnels without a programmer and without knowing any code. These funnels walk your visitors through the sale in a way that maximizes conversions and earnings. The great thing about ClickFunnels is that it is just not your funnel building editor. It can also serve as your shopping cart, email autoresponder, membership software, affiliate management system, and so much more. Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who actively use ClickFunnels to build their businesses by easily getting their message and products out to the world using ClickFunnels. Visit buildwithfunnels.com to start your free 14-day trial today. That's buildwithfunnels.com. All right, well, welcome back to our interview with Angus Nelson as we were talking about leadership during the times of crisis and how to maintain a mindset of success. And Angus was giving us his several seven principles of leadership that he uses as an acronym because he primarily work as, works with men. And so, Angus, you're going to give us uh, five, six, and seven. I believe we're on five, six, and seven as we continue our conversation around leadership during times of crisis. Yeah, actually, that's all seven of them because you've got your okay. mindset, your attitude, your nature, your humility, your observation, your opportunity mm. to which brings your dare. That's good. That's real good. So I manhood. built a whole, yeah, Man, manhood the manhood matrix. matrix. What you call it, okay. Mindset, mm -hmm. attitude, nature, humility, observ observance, opportunity, and dare. That's good stuff. That's really good stuff. Observation. I didn't type it. I was trying to type it before you came out of the commercial break. I'm like, oh, shoot, shoot. Yeah, that's I okay. goofed it up. It's observation. That's okay. Man, so this is really good because, you know, I think that during this time that many people are looking for inspiration and looking for uh, content to help them to navigate this particular experience. And I've been telling people uh, over these past couple of weeks that we are growing through this experience. 
We're not mm-hmm. going through it. We're growing through the experience. And when and because we're growing through it, that means we're going to come out better on the other end. Better than we went in. Yes, is it a trying experience? Yes, it is. Is it a challenging experience? Yes, it is. But no, it's very similar to going to work out in the gym, right? We can't build muscle without tearing muscle. We can't grow endurance without taking our uh, endurance to the limit in order to grow. I remember running track and I ran track in high school and in college. And in order for me to prepare for the 200, I trained during the 1600. I trained during the, the, the 800, right? In order for me to build the endurance that I needed, I had to go, I had to be challenged beyond that in which I was going to be racing for. Well, this COVID-19 experience, this whole uh, time that we have to sit and reflect and to spend more time with ourselves and to spend more time with our families and to reevaluate things and to introspectively think about what it is that we are purposed to do is doing everything it can to grow us and to build us so that we can maximize the moment after all of mm-hmm. this is over. Yeah. Do you remember that old uh, book? Uh, this, is, this, is, this is dating. This is like in early 90s. There was a book called um, Maximized Manhood. Mm. So if you take the manhood principles, you're maximizing these principles. Uh, Edwin Cole, I think the guy's name was. Boy, I pulled that one from some neurons way back, <laughs> way back there. Uh, but yeah, this is one of those critical components where I love what you said is we are growing through this, not just going through it. Right. Every experience, right? You talked about the numbers of recessions that we had. What's interesting is, is that none of those recessions took us completely out. Mm-mm. None, none of those recessions eliminated the United States or the economy, right? Yeah. But yet the economy continue to grow. It got better. It got innovative, right? And so just like those other experiences, this experience is no different. We're going to grow. We're going to become better. We're going to mature. We're going to look at the things that we may not have gotten right over the years. There's a song uh, in the church that says, I've seen him work. Basically, what it's saying is is that I've seen God do things in the past of my life. Mm. He surely will do things in my present. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I've seen it before, I know that it can be done again. I know that that I'm I'm just having an experience. Some some would say having um, I'm I'm a spiritual being having a natural experience. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just an experience. And those who win, those who fully make it through, those who are successful are the ones who I like to say respond to the experience versus react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it, so this is no ordinary time. Yeah. It's an extraordinary time, right? Mm-hmm. So extraordinary times require extraordinary leaders. And as we all know, leaders aren't born, leaders are created. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said before, is this is an opportunity not just to call things out, but also to call them up, right? So for your 
leadership, whoever you are, wherever you're at, if you're leading your team, you're an entrepreneur and you're leading virtual assistants, if you're in enterprise, if you're in Fortune 500, this is your opportunity for you to get called up to do what you need to do to become the person you need to be. Like this is your opportunity to become extraordinary, to make decisions you never thought possible, to have courage you never thought you had, to build teams you never thought were possible, and to enjoy life in a way that you never thought could be. Mm-hmm. And that's my hope, is that all of this kind of circumvents like I saw somebody said this, like FOMO died March 11th. Like wow. nobody gives a crap about what you have and where you're at and what you're doing right now. Like the world is changing and we're spending more time. I don't know about you, Marquis, but I've been on so many um, video chats with friends. I was making dinner the other night uh, with about 15, 16 other people on Zoom and we were just chatting from all over the world. We had people from Australia and whatever and we were just goofing around and have, talking about life and what our experience was and what kind of food we like. Like people are realizing that relationships matter. That's right. And my hope is this creates a level of humanity in us that didn't exist before or rather we forgot about from before. Let's be extraordinary. Let's be extraordinary. Well, Angus, I appreciate you uh, taking time out to to do this interview and Mm. taking time out to share your expertise on leadership and kind of giving us uh, some things to think about. But before we go, I'd like to give you the final few minutes. I know you you gave uh, a nice uh, synopsis of, yeah. Of, of how we should respond. But is there anything else you would like to leave with those who are listening via the podcast or listening live? Uh, anything yeah. else you would like to share with them just to inspire them to keep going, to keep mm-hmm. pressing, to keep growing because this too shall pass. Yeah. Um, thank you for the opportunity because this is my favorite part. This is what I do, right? Let me just program your brain for just a second. It was a guy named Joseph Campbell. He said this, he said, In the cave you fear to enter lies the treasure that you seek. Whatever you're facing and wherever you're at, know that the thing that is scaring you right now might just likely be an invitation. An invitation for you to go to a new place, to become a new person. Whatever you're looking at right now, be it emotional, be it physical, be it relational, like there are challenges around all of us. And maybe that fear is starting a conversation. Maybe that fear is making a sacrifice. Maybe that fear is writing that book. Maybe that fear is finishing that course. Maybe that fear is stepping away from your job and becoming an entrepreneur. Maybe your fear is the opposite of leaving entrepreneur to get a job. Whatever that fear is, know that it just might be an invitation for you to experience life in a way that you've never known before. Because if you only hang on to what you got, you are gripping onto the old. And sometimes we need to open our hands enough and let go of the grip of the old so that we can then possess something new. Life is not static. I don't know if you noticed that. 
but it is full of ups and downs and twists and turns. And for us to get emboldened to what we've already known will limit us from what's being revealed. And right now the world is changing so fast. I feel like two weeks ago was like (laughs) six months ago. It's happening so fast. Technology is speeding up. Opportunities are speeding up. The way that customers interact and the way that customer messaging is going to go out is going to change. Like all of this is transforming right before our eyes. How much more can you be on the front lines if you allow yourself to transform as well? That's your invitation. Wow. Well, once again, Angus, thank you so much for those words. I appreciate you being on this live episode of Maximize Your Brand podcast. And so each of you who have joined us today, I appreciate you for being on and for sharing with us today on the, excuse me, the Maximize Your Brand podcast, Facebook live edition. Got a little choked up there. (laughs) (laughs) But before we go, I want to make sure that I invite you to subscribe uh, to the podcast and The podcast is in iTunes, it's in Stitcher, as well as Google Play Music. All you have to do is when you go to one of those platforms is to search for Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Brayton. I'm always excited to invite those of you to subscribe to the podcast. We release a new episode each and every Wednesday. And so those of you who joined us live, you would have already heard this podcast live, but what's wrong with a refresher? Absolutely nothing. So You can uh, listen to this again on uh, the podcast this week as I will be uploading it as our episode. I also would like to invite you to join my private Facebook group, Maximize Your Brand with Marquise Braden. If you are interested in elevating your personal brand, if you're interested in learning how do you build a business around your personal brand, around your skill set, around your expertise, I teach and provide trainings in that free group uh, for those individuals who are part of it. And it's absolutely free. It's complimentary. It's just an opportunity for me to educate and to train those who are really ready to maximize and monetize their personal brand. Because I like to say, so they shift from being the best kept secret to known and paid for their expertise. Because I believe that we all have a skill set that is marketable and that people are willing to pay for you to help solve their problems. So thank you for joining me. I'm going to go to the chat and see if there are any questions. If you do have any questions, please type those in the comments. We'll hold on here for just a few more minutes, but want to make sure that I invited you to subscribe as well as invited you to my Facebook, private Facebook group. So type your questions in the comments, anything around leadership, around mindset. We are here to answer your questions. So we'll wait just a couple of minutes to see if you have uh, any questions. If not, we will end this live and and bid you uh, farewell and, and make sure that you have a great rest of the day. But we'll wait just a couple of minutes to see if there are any questions, any statements, any comments about today's live that you gleaned from. And I'm not seeing any comments at the time. So we're just going to go ahead and close this out. I appreciate you joining me. And I just want to leave you with this. Always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care. 